Saint James. Put more where you said. Talk through the valley of the shadow of death. DJ, teacher, up top. Spin them like a hook cap. Up top, up top. Up top podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Podcast. It's your boy Sean Spacely. It's your boy Steemo. And it's your boy Tsunami Tommy. LeBron fan in the building. (laughs) All right, all right. Welcome on in. So, you know, today, episode four, breaking news. A lot of interesting things have been going on in the NBA. So we we appreciate you guys for tuning on in. We appreciate you guys for listening on in. You know, we got a lot of stuff going on in the league. You know, lotteries tomorrow. Game 7 just finished up between Boston and Philly. So now we got the Eastern Conference final set. We got the Western Conference final set. We got LeBron versus the Joker. So, you know, we got a lot of things going on in it today. And, of course, we got some other things that some NBA players are doing off the court that, you know, has been turned a lot of heads, and we're going to get into that in a little bit as well. But first, you know, let's chime on into the NBA lottery. So, as you can see, everybody, that the NBA lottery pick is coming tomorrow because, you know, the draft is on its way. How do y'all feel about the situation now? Mm. Well, it is going to be an interesting draft this year. Uh, a lot of known names and a lot of unknown names uh from based on what i've seen you know it's going to be really some great players that are going to be the next generation in the nba um you know and i think that it starts with you know international players they actually have been coming out of you know their country and representing it well you know and you can see that it's going to be a very uh, interesting way of actually seeing how they actually play in professional in the United States. Um, not only that, but the G League players, you know, most of them actually didn't go to college um, and they ended up going to the G League. So now it's going to see like, all right, wh- what do they have to prove? Like they didn't go to college for a reason. So you went to the G League to develop your skills. Now you're going into the NBA. So can you actually perform well the best way like you actually played? And then we got the college players. Right. The ones and done, the four years. And, uh, you know, those who actually performed well, especially in the NCAA tournament, they're going to try to go ahead and prove it to themselves that they actually really deserve to be in the NBA. And it's not going to be easy because, again, it's only 30 teams. And it's only two rounds, so just chances are you may not get drafted. I don't know what y'all think. How about yeah, you? point on that? How do you feel about the draft coming up this year? Because you know a few of the a few of the teams that are obviously were trash this season are gonna have the highest chance. Like for example, you got the Pistons, you got the Rockets, San Antonio Spurs, and of course the Hornets. Like those four teams, for example, they're highest up to get the seven foot four phenom from overseas. Like, how do you feel about him? And you know, he fitting into those four teams coming into the lottery tomorrow. 
you know, I, I think, man, that that kid is going to be very special. But, you know, listen to me. The hype is going to be crazy. So just sometimes it's it's so it's so high that some people can't, like, reach it. So I, hopefully, hopefully he would, um, you know, uh, meet expectation, you know, because um, this world can be cruel, man. So I, I'm, I'm rooting for him. What about you, Steve? How do you feel about this guy? Because, you know, they only have certain film on him. And just like LeBron fans said, he is seven foot four. So everybody's calling him the unicorn, including LeBron. LeBron says, like, he's going to be an enigma. He's going to be just this special breed. He might change the, the, the face of basketball. Like, how do you feel about that kind of comment, Steve? Well, I mean, he's really one special player. Um you know, I don't think we've heard of a NBA prospect like him in a long time since probably LeBron James. Uh, you know, he's seven foot four, so that is really interesting to see the type of game he's going to play transitioning to the NBA because, you know, international games are different, you know, and a lot of comparison to Kevin Durant, the way how he shoots the ball and handles the ball very well. And of course, you know, his, his his height, how can he go ahead and protect the paint, you know, especially playing defense. That's something that you got to actually have to do in the NBA is play good defense. Exactly. You know, you can have a great offense, but uh, we want to see what he can do, man. I think he can transition. Whichever team decides to pick him, uh, you know, whether it's the Pistons, if they have the number one draft pick or the Rockets, whoever, but they have to make sure that this guy is NBA ready um, because, you know, again, his frame itself could, could – he has to really build more muscle, I think, to make sure that he stays physical and he's dominant when, he, when it comes to his game. But as far as the range, I think he's going to be impressive. Um, yeah, he's been hyped since he's probably been a kid. You know, and uh, just watching his highlights, it's amazing to see what he can do, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what will happen. Same. So, yeah, everyone, as you can see, we got a few teams like I was naming. Of course, like the Hornets. But then, you know, you have the Portland Trailblazers. You have the Orlando Magic. And then you have the Pacers. Just to name a couple more teams that, of course, this guy, if they get lucky in the lottery, could pick him up and get onto the team right away and probably change that franchise. Who knows, for the better, might push that franchise even forward. But moving on to it now, the playoffs is set. The Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals have been set. Breaking news is going to be another Miami versus Boston. How everybody feeling about that? LeBron fan, as you can see, it's going to be a return of Jimmy Butler versus Jason Tatum. How you feeling? How you feeling? First of all, let's 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 reiterate this, y'all. These are the same four teams that are going back to the finals. Yep. In the last three years, they were in a bubble. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, boys. It's true. They were in the bubble. That is true. They, they, this is the the repeat of the bubble the bubble finals. Yes. There you have it. So, so here's my, here, here here's my take on this. All right. So to to tsunami, um, when LeBron was in Miami, man, Miami wreaked uh, havoc on the NBA like no joke. 
the Miami team. <laughs> am, I, am I lying? Miami team was was hated because they were that good, right? And Boston got the taste of that. That 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 bitter taste is still in their mouth. Miami, Miami. All right, their nice big three or four that they had, Miami sent them away. Yeah, yeah, and don't believe that the fans <laughs> forget that they listen. So I believe Miami, the matchup is going to be really, really good for Miami because Miami has no fear of Boston. As good as Boston is, we ain't, listen, Boston is a very balanced team. But the confidence that Miami has or has showed against, um, uh, it was it Milwaukee and all those teams, they just have that kind of confidence, which it deflates the team that it, um, has the advantage. Because you, you expect them to kind of come in there with that fear. And here comes this team that like, yo, yo, we, we, we could we rock with you guys. You know, so I can't wait to see that matchup because guess what happened? It's gonna be crazy. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. It's called the they they call it the running back. Because they call it the running back. That's what it is. Like you said, it's from the it's everything is made from that from the bubble. They said it. All the all four of these teams are coming in and they're running back now to see if they can get a different outcome because last time we uh, the Celtics beat us, so they went on. To the finals, you see what I'm saying? So, especially just, especially just last year, yeah, like, you see what I'm saying? Just last year, like, you see what I'm saying? They passed us, yeah, right. They passed us, they went on to the finals. So, now we're literally saying, Hey, oh no, we got a second shot now, uh uh, run it back, you see what I'm saying? So, that's what that's what I think that's the whole segment, you see what I'm saying, of that, of these four teams being in the playoffs. That's that, that's what it's gonna be called right there. So, Navi. Do me a favor and pull up those highlights for the last game between the Celtics and the Sixers because another breaking news. They are destroying Joel Embiid on social media oh, by yeah. not showing up. And that we gave him the MVP five for 18 from shooting only had eight rebounds, but had four turnovers and two blocks and one assist. Like, what kind of MVP performance is that? Like, Steve LeBron fan, Tsunami, like, talk to me. Like, he just got the award. We gave him the key. He kept saying, oh, he deserve it. He deserve it. We gave it to him. We didn't give it to the Joker, who, in my opinion, should have gotten it. He should have gotten the third one, created his own legacy. But no, we said, you know what? Joel Embiid's been trying. He's been putting the team on his back. Like, he beat the he beat the, the team before him to get to play Boston. So everybody's like, yes, you know, let's give him the let's give him the trophy. We gave him the trophy. What happened? Two games straight. Didn't show up. What happened? We supposed to trust the process. Experience. The process yeah. might Experience. be expired, y'all. <laughs> so I gotta say, the process might be expired, y'all. It's been Damn. too long. Too long. And the fact that now, uh, Joel Embiid won MVP. Congrats to him. Obviously, he had a phenomenal season. Um, you know, he brought his team, obviously, that far. However, I read today, and this was on ESPN, that Joel Embiid is the only MVP in the NBA history without a conference finals appearance. Breaking news again. Oh, wow. 
Wow. That goes to show you, every MVP candidate has been to the conference finals, and he's the only one that has never been. And he just let just breaking news. Tatum go off for fifty for fifty one. Let Jason Tatum go off for fifty one, like to the point where even James Harden had to start thinking, was this the right move for him? Like, should he have come to Philly? Because you know, he expected Joel and B to be that guy. He expected him to be the piece that Kevin Durant and Kyrie were wasn't giving him when he was in Brooklyn. But now, as you can see over here through the highlights. Boston had a game plan. Boston came in. They were ready to win. Boston wanted this this game more than the Sixers. Despite Joel Embiid, despite James Harden, despite P.J. Tucker, Boston knew. Brown, Tatum, Marcus Smart, these boys wanted it. They were ready. They were ready to win this game coming on in. But now oh, yeah. we're going to go to my man, Mr. LeBron James. Now we're going to go to the Mr. LeBron fan. You guys are set now. It's the return. It's Joker versus LeBron. How you feeling? Your boy's ready. Your boy's here. He's let me, back. Let me hurry. Yeah. Eat, All right. Feel about that. Let's go into that. Before we even I'm, go into the conference finals. I'm not even going to go soft right now. I'm going to actually go hard real quick. Let me say this. <laughs> when when LeBron had the injury, I, I, I completely um, wrote off L.A. It is what it is. It is what it is. Imagine Tatum went down. It would be the same thing, right? And not only did he go down, but there's the kind of injury, like the Kobe injury. And I was like, oh, my God, man. You know, so I was like, you know, I almost ready. I said, you know, I'm going to shut down my, 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 um, my NBA watching um, TV time because it's, it's a wrap. And then, you know, the team was already, you know, doing bad and all that good stuff. So the fact that they, the team was – doing good while he was out I didn't know how he was going to play coming back and fast forward just to all those um, teams that they played I'm just I'm I'm like my mouth my, my jaw is down on the floor to see the improvement um, the team has made and dude they're getting better and better and they're getting scary crazy now so I know that um, Denver is the favorite but LeBron is doing something that I've watched him um, his entire career. He's doing thing. He's doing something that I was not ready for. Like this man is not playing on the ball. Like LeBron never does that ever. This man is away from the ball and doing backdoor cuts. And, and I was like, that's LeBron. That's LeBron. I'm like. He's not even shooting the ball. I'm like, LeBron is normally scoring 28, 30 points, but this guy is playing a different kind of game. And I'm just watching in amazement. I'm going to miss him when he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what oh, he's living for the moment. We do call it the king. But now, tell me now how you feel before we even continue with the Western Conference Finals. The game, that the series that we everybody was probably talking about the most. Mr. Curry versus your boy, LeBron. As you can see, LeBron proved to everyone by beating him in the series and, and going on to the Western Conference Finals. How do you feel now? Do you Can you say now that LeBron is the GOAT? Because a lot of people were saying that this series would determine who could wear this GOAT label, this GOAT status, be the greatest be on the Mount Rushmore of basketball. What's your take on it, Mr. See, LeBron? 
this is this is the honest truth, right? This is the honest truth now. And yeah, I, I usually just kind of hold back because I'm, I'm personally, my first favorite guy is Michael Jordan, right? And and I've been stuck back and forth because like just like the other Michael Jordan fan, they will never want to admit anything. And yeah. it was tough for me. But this, but what he's doing, Michael never had to do any of these stuff. <laughs> and I'm being honest. You know, uh, no, I'm being serious. It's like because I have I have everything for Michael Jordan. His watch, his, right. his shoes, his everything. Nothing for Lebr- nothing for LeBron James because you know Michael got us stuck in that ooh uh, moment. But but what LeBron James is doing, he's doing this without the the expertise of a of a coach of a Hall of Fame coach. That's what he's doing. Like I heard him coach the team like literally they're in a huddle and he was coaching the team i was like yo he don't have that coach that michael jordan had for all many years and it's it's tough to see them um not kind of give him his flowers you know even if you don't want to say he's better than michael jordan just say he's great he is you know what i'm saying you, you can't tell me that a guy is gonna go three teams and win a ring each on 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 each team and beat so many great um, other um, teams in the NBA and not want to say, you know, he's great. So I love the fact that he played Golden State healthy. There weren't any injury guys on there. There's no excuse. It's not like, you know, Jermon um, got suspended and all that stuff. No, everybody was healthy, right? And my only... Um, doubt was the coaching with um, the Lakers, but Ham boy, he, su- he surprised me, dude. He surprised me. But if LeBron James wins this year, I'm not even gonna even argue with anybody no more. Like that's for real, real, real. We're not even gonna have that conversation. Well, as We're you not. can see during the highlights, as y'all as you are talking about, this man LeBron is really just feeding his teammates this year, man. Um, I-, I must say. I was not expecting them to beat the defending champs. And uh, as you can see here, man, like they proved it that they were the better team in this playoff series. I mean, it's proven it. LeBron is still doing this at year 20. And, you know, he's faced Golden State numerous amount of times throughout his career. But... Just the way how this man is moving up and down the court from offense to defense. Anthony Davis is playing his role, and you can see the other guys are stepping up. I mean, Darvin Ham really helped these guys know that, man, they can beat this team. And, I mean, man, just to see the performance that LeBron had and Austin Reeves, Anthony Davis, I mean, them boys really wanted it. See, I think I think not to cut you a little bit, but the the problem with LA that Steve Kerr had, and most of you guys probably didn't see it, <clears throat> all LeBron James um, fight between Golden State, they always they always planned for LeBron. This time they never planned for LeBron, so LeBron James was back there doing the damage while they were so focused on 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 Anthony Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So that's why I heard I heard Draymond 
German said, um, um, Steph, um, Stephen, um, Steph Curry was like, yo, what's going on with LeBron, man? And I was like, he's, he's, they're, they're trying to figure him out. Because mind you, LeBron is not even the focus. But they still, they're so used to LeBron being, being the guy that, hey, listen, we need to stop LeBron. That when they don't see him going ham, they were like, yo, yo, we, we listen, is he going to go now? Or they, they're like waiting for it. And sure enough, game six, he was like, listen, me, I ain't trying to pass the ball no more. I'm going straight to the cup, back to back to back. So I was like, yeah, he was holding back all this time. Yep. Watch out, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Boys I mean... coming. And and I must say, just to interfere with this, is it's more like, what's going to happen to Golden State next year, y'all? What do y'all think is going to do? Like, especially we want to hear from our fans yeah. and, you know, those who actually have watched this this team perform every single year to be a championship-level team. Like, they may not have the same players anymore between Clay, Draymond, and Steph. Um, you know, I, I think out of the free agency, I think Draymond will be – the uh, free agent or, you know, just the way how they ended their season. I didn't think they had a disappointing season, but nobody really thought they were going to end it in six like this. So I was just pr- surprised myself just to see Jordan Poole of all people. Oh, he disappeared. Didn't show up. He disappeared. Jordan, there was no pool part. The pool was dried up. Got, the, got the contract, didn't show up. The pool was dried up. The pool was dried up. I'm sorry. There was no lifeguards. There was there there was no there was no there was no water. There was no concession stand. There 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 was no there was nothing. I would he in game six he had four fouls, four fouls in the first half. Four fouls. The, boy, the man was the man was nowhere to be found. They had Divincenzo. Divincenzo was playing like he still wanted to be. In, he still wanted to be in the playoffs. Like Curry was Curry was being Curry, but that wasn't enough. Clay Thompson was inconsistent, and then Draymond was following himself out of out of relevancy. Anytime Draymond touched the ball, he was either following someone, turning the ball over, flopping. Poole was what committing fouls, not hitting not getting himself active. They have a lot of rebuilding to do over the. Yeah, for sure. So, what do y'all think? Like, we want to hear from our listeners as well as our watchers as well. What do y'all think is gonna happen now that the Lakers now advance and they're gonna play the Nuggets? Yeah. Um, we wanna know, you know, who's gonna win that 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 Western Conference Finals pre- uh finals. Like who's gonna win? You guys give us your thoughts. I'm so, I'm sorry, Mr. Laker fan, but I feel like the Nuggets might pull it out this time. They I, I feel like they want it more this year. They might go to seven. They might go to seven and Joker is Joker, who's the one that's gonna take it all the way? I feel like he's gonna have a triple double game, and he's gonna be the one that unfortunately does it. But that's just me. That's just how I might feel because the way he's been playing, averaging a triple double throughout this entire playoff series, getting his team involved, getting Jamal Murray going, getting Michael Porter Jr. going, getting Gordon uh more feed, like getting everybody involved while getting his own buckets at that. I feel like him being at the forefront and having his backcourt mates. I feel like. They might just they might just give the Lakers that that problem that they can't might get over that hump. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know what? <clears throat> All right, I was gonna just keep quiet, but that, nah, I ain't gonna let that slide. And I know you're, I know you're a hooper. I know you're a hooper, so <laughs> you know basketball. All right, 
let me say this. LeBron James, short his old career, never had this this really good guy. He got he got Dwayne Wade, and he had um, Kyrie, right? Right. Le- LeBron has never had a guy like um, uh, AD. Let me tell you this: if 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 you gonna t- if you if I had to ask you this question, which two is more dangerous to you, LeBron and AD or Joker and Murray? And you're and I know you're a hooper, so I, I, I'm curious to hear your your answer on that one. Between who again? Say say the names. The Joker mm-hmm. and Murray. Between the two, who would I who would I take? Or no, not would not not which one would you take? I'm saying that what which two are better, LeBron James and AD or the Joker mm-hmm. and Murray? You know, honestly, I would have to go with LeBron and AD to keep it honest with you. At the end of the day, those two together are a powerful combo. At the end of the day, I must admit that those two on the floor, LeBron healthy, AD healthy, yes. You're you're not beating those two on the matchup. Fully healthy, head full of steam. LeBron can give you 30, 35. AD's giving you a full 25 and 10, or he might give you a 30 and seven if he's really feeling like he's on he's on fire. So I must and admit I'm, that. That's true. I'm not, and I'm not taking any anything away from Joker, right? But but what I'm trying to what I want what I want to say to you guys or the fans out there that that love the sport, if LeBron decide that he wants to score 40 every night he will score 40 every night but lebron james calculates all of his moves he can calculate and and see a if i score 40 is my team going to win or is my team going to lose and and if that moment he decides that hey you know what if i do drop 40 i might lose he's probably going to back off but if he decides that I'm going to score 40 and I'm going to win, watch out. Because, you know what I'm saying? That's what he's going to do. I don't think Joker can decide to say, hey, I'm going to score 40. I don't care. No, he could score 40. But not, like, tell you I'm going to score 40 and you can't do nothing about it. So you have him with AD combined. That's a dangerous couple. Dangerous couple. So, yeah, I know they're the underdog, but y'all need to watch out. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> so now, Tsunami, how do you feel about the Eastern Conference Finals between the Bucks and the Heat? Like, what's your prediction? Do you feel like Boston might take it away from Miami, or do you think them boys might hold it down? And Jimmy Butler this time taking us to the promised land. For me, you already know I'm going to go with the home team. That's why I got it on my chest because at the end of the day, I think I think Miami Heat come out with it. I know it's, I'm thinking it's going to a game seven because I know, it. like you said, this this is the running back. This is how we. Oh yeah, we like you said, y'all beat us last last time. It's time for, it's time for our payback. So we we gonna show them that hey, with with our Heat culture and the team that we are, yeah, you know that we can show them that we've battled more and more. You know from when how long so now this rivalry has been come back before. So we said, oh yeah, we're trying to show y'all that we not we we ready for it. We here. And show them the highlights of the last game when they actually beat the Knicks. How about that? Right. Oh, yeah. That, like, you said, I definitely. He took care of business with that. Steve, I have to ask you this. Now that we've done this game, how do you feel the way they reacted to Julius Randle and Brunson? The two different type of responses. They gave Brunson standing ovation, called this man a hero, said that he put the team on his back. 
But then when it comes to Julius Randle, the Knicks are tearing down his photo. They're calling him a fraud. Like, how he played last game, he was just, every time he missed mm. a shot, head down, was argumentative. Was Well, off. I'm going to go back to that last uh, previous game before when, um, you know, they had asked them in the media about, you know, them losing that game and how he was feeling like they don't know what to do. Or I think his this response was just like, I don't even know if we want it more, something like that. And I said to myself, listening to that, you know, as an NBA player, you know, playing for a big city as New York, you know, Knicks fans love uh, their team and, you know, they're passionate about winning. And it's like, I'm not getting that response from him as an NBA player. It's supposed to be one of their franchise players. And it showed in his game because it's like, you could tell he was just not his best. You could tell Julius Randle was doing well throughout the season, you know, became an all-star and probably um, most one of the most improved players and whatnot in the game. But it's like when you came down to the playoffs and they went, they, they went to the playoffs again last year and he didn't step up. So, again, this year they stepped it up to beat Cleveland, but they had to run into Miami where they, they realized that, okay, Somebody got to step up. It's not just going to be Jalen Brunson. And unfortunately, Jalen Brunson was the only guy in that last game that performed. Julius Randle was a no-show. And it proved to me that he's just not ready for the, the, the next stage of his NBA career. Is that to winning a, uh, a championship because he doesn't have that DNA. I mean, he played with Kobe Bryant. Remember now, he was on the Lakers. And then, of course... Once he became uh, a Pelican, I think that's where he got traded. He started realizing, okay, maybe I can become my own man. And now he's in New York. He's playing again with players that are actually young. So he's like the one of the oldest veterans as well. And it's just like, come on, Julius. You got the contract. You got to play. There's no excuse. You got a good coach that's trying to help you win. And uh, he didn't show up. Jalen Brunson, got to give him props. He came to New York for a mission, and he said, okay, like, if no one else wants to play, I'm going to let them know this is how I'm going to run my, my show here. And now he is the face of New York to me. It's no longer Julius Randle. Jalen Brunson is that guy. Exactly. And to all our fans, let us know your predictions. Let us know who y'all feel is going to win the Western Conference Finals, as well as your predictions for the Eastern Conference Finals as well. Yes. So as we're still on the subject as well for different teams, we're going to talk about what certain teams should be looking forward to in the offseason, just like to Steemo's point. I was hearing a lot about what happened to the Knicks after we done sent them packing the can cool, including our man, Mr. Stephen A. Smith. He is ready to just dismantle the entire team. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but he was saying he is done. Julius Randle needs to get sent packing. He doesn't even know what to do with R.J. Barrett because R.J. Barrett, once again, like we've been telling everybody, who is this man? Why was he even drafted? Why does he even start for the Knicks? Why is he even still playing on their team? He has yet to prove to anybody that he's an NBA player, that he is fit for the big moments, that he can be a leader on the team, that he even can even 
hold value when he's on the floor. So what are they going to do now? Now that everything is all said and done, they once again exited out. How do you guys feel like they should move forward with their organization? Mm. Good question, Stacey. Good question. Man, I just, you know what? That's tough, boy. Hey, when, after every loss, it's always tough. The decision is always really, really, really harsh. So I think they got to take some time and clear your head. You know, um, it's what you really want to do. But you're right, though, man. Um, you got you gotta you gotta step up, dude. You gotta step up. Um, you're getting paid, and especially you in that environment. The next day, listen me. That listen me. Their, their patient is this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the patience of Knicks fans. Just like it's almost the same thing with LA, dude. If you come there, you miss like two shots, they're on you. You miss two shots back to back, they'll be like, yo, yo, what's going on? Two shots. So, yeah, yeah but that's what the, um, the Knicks fan, man. They don't play, man. If you playing bad, though, even the coach, if the coach is bad, the Knicks fan are going to let them know. So, boy, so boy, I don't, I, I'm glad I'm not him. Say, speaking of, speaking of head coaches, as you guys Ooh, saw, breaking, news. Hey, breaking yeah. news. Thank you for taking us right into it, Mr. LeBron fan. Breaking news. As you guys can see now, the Suns are looking for a head coach as well as the Milwaukee Bucks are looking for a head coach. Mm. It's like, how do you guys feel about that first and foremost? How do you guys feel the Suns are now looking for a new head coach after another exit from the, the Western Conference once again? How do you guys feel? Wow, it's, that's tough, man. Boy, I, that is really tough, man. I mean, I thought they would have been a little bit more patient with the Phoenix Suns because they kind of just got Kevin Durant, like, you know, part of the way. And it's, it's very very hard to get a team to gel in that short of a moment. I don't care how good they are because you could be good, but if you're not gelling – it it's still not my it still not work the way oh you know you would you know envision it so I mean I thought it would have just been all right man we're gonna regroup and then now we have a full season to kind of um, work all the kings out but I guess not <laughs> boy woo uh, mm. I, I, mm. the seats are hot for these coaches boy <laughs> I'm telling I am very surprised for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes. More of a defense, but the Milwaukee Bucks coach, Mike Budenholzer, is a great coach. He was great just guy. literally coach of the year about what a year or two ago. Mm. Um, he just won an NBA championship about two years ago, and Milwaukee clearly has been dominant, staying at least the number one and number two seed the last three four years. Yes. Um. On top of that, he's always been a great coach. He used to coach for the Hawks back in the days when they were playing with Joe Johnson and Al Horford and Jeff Teague and you name it. Those those days when, you know, the Hawks were not that good, he brought them back to that, you know, reign. And um, it's just very unfortunate, you know, when, you know, you can't really bring your team to the next round. And because of that, you had high expectations and – they actually go ahead and say, you know what? He's not the guy anymore. We got to get rid of him. And uh, it's unfortunate because I know the chemistry of the players with the coach, you know, that can really bring the team chemistry morale even more further down. 
And uh, it's going to be tough. I want to know who they're going to replace. Remember Darvin Ham, who coached for the Lakers, is also in the Bucks as an assistant coach. So from him, from him leaving and now they're firing Mike Budenhauser, I don't know how the Bucks are going to rebound, bounce back. It's, it's going to be interesting who they decide to choose on being the next head coach. But the Bucks is the one that really surprised me more. For me, I feel like I'm kind of – I feel sorry for the Suns head coach in the first place because he's trying his best. At the end of the day, I feel like a lot of the coaches get the short end of the stick because – it's the players that are ultimately making the decisions out there on the court. They're the ones taking the last shot. They're the ones making the extra pass. They're the ones playing defense. They're the ones that's trying to limit fouls and turnovers. The coaches can only do so much on the side. They can only yell so much and call so much plays and get timeouts and things get, get players under control or get players going and get them hot. But to me, I felt like it was more Chris Paul in the situation than it was the Phoenix head coach because every time he gets to this certain level, every time he gets to this certain step, something just goes bad. And then boom, down goes Chris Paul. And the moment that happens, it's like the team just dominoes right after. Doesn't matter what team he seems to be on. Every time he reaches that one key, that one piece he needs just to get to the next level. And mind you, the Phoenix Suns last year was the number one seed in the West. They had the best record, and they also got blown out by the Dallas Mavericks last year in the Western Conference Finals by 30 points the last game. So to repeat that same message again this year, getting blown out by 30 points to the number one seed, which was the Nuggets, I mean, man, it's tough to be a head coach for 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 that franchise because, you know, you you're out with the DeAndre Aiding as well besides Chris Paul and, you know, Kevin Durant like you said just came on that team so, you know, he was out a bit throughout the season as well, and it's like now, you know, him and Devin Booker were the only two guys that pretty much had to step up for them to win, so. Monty Williams, man, I pray that he finds another coaching job. He's a great coach. I mean, he sets the examples of black coaches as well in the NBA. Um, but, man, you know, the Suns are going to have to figure this out next season. Let me let me ask you this before we get out of that point. Um, don't you think uh, the point guard role, um, because – it wasn't um, much more much of the point go, um, point guard. Um, I think Booker probably took too much out of light. You know what I'm saying? So it was more focused on him versus Chris Paul. Think about this: Chris Paul is gonna make you, you gonna give you good shots, right? And he could he could score on his own. But when you just leave him out of the game like that, what's his purpose in the game? And I don't think, as as I said, as as impressive as Booker can be, you you're not gonna have that kind of game, um, three games in a row. You know, you're gonna have those big games where you might one you know one good game you have like 50 points or whatever the, the thing is. He was shooting like 70 percent from the field and all that good stuff. That's all good, but to bet on that game happening three games in a row or even two games in a row is not gonna happen. So. 
not having like Chris Paul being the point guard and getting Booker involved and and um, Durant involved, I think hindered them because guess what happened? If Chris Paul is playing, Durant is going to get his, Booker is going to get his, the center is going to get his. You know what I'm saying? But if Booker is the main guy for the duration of the game, then Aiden doesn't do anything, really, until you give him the ball. You know, so I don't know if that was the 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 turning point for me because I know the injury is 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 very very um da- damning. But when I watched oh um Chris Ball was playing when they beat the Lakers, I mean even though um AD was injured, you saw that Chris Ball was really kind of um, controlling the show, and they were a better team that way. But it kind of switched where when um Chris Ball wasn't really the 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 um the captain of the team i don't know if they consider him the captain but uh, it kind of changed the way the game the game kind of played for um for phoenix because they were a very good defense and offensive team remember but mm-hmm. something changed you know so that that's my take on that i agree with you on that so all our up top podcast listeners let us know who you guys think should take over for the bucks and the Suns. let us know in the comments below who do you guys would feel? And if you could pick any coach in the league to take over for the Suns and the Bucks, who would you guys would want and why? Let us know until the end. And then finally, to end up to wrap up all of our off-court news, Mr. John Morant once again is back in the media. I mean, I understand players have their That's a breaking news world. Outside of the outside the league. We get that. You know, like how James Harden loves to go to the strip club. And like how LeBron likes to have his own cigar, Jimmy Butler does his Miami Miami trips where he goes and plays dominoes or he probably goes and plays some golf. Like we get all that, but Mr. John Morant, we need to put him up in front of the congregation for everybody, let him understand what's going on. As everyone knows. Tsunami, why don't you explain previously of what he actually did to get suspended? Like we all know John Morant as an NBA player, but what? (laughs) In the world, was he thinking this time? I mean, it's like it's like what he said. He is running back because I guess he didn't learn from his first previous mistake that you are now an icon. You are now a professional. You are now an NBA player. You have little children all the way up to almost grown men actually think of you as an icon or somebody that you know they put on a poster on the wall and say, "I want to be like this man when I grow up." You see what I'm saying? Or have that Buying his jersey mentality. Mm-hmm. Right. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Getting sneakers. So, right. All of all of all of those wonderful things. They get to still have the mindset of I want to be in a, a bad area. We call it the hood or the slums or whatever you want to call it. You see what I'm saying? And for me, it's 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 disappointing. It's disappointing to to people who look up to him and to everybody. That has that he has affected, or you see what I'm saying, from, from either with basketball or through just him personally. It's 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 disheartening. So hey, he's it's he decides that he wants to go on his live, and you see what I'm saying, wave around a a, a, fi- a firearm. That's we we understand that we understand that you know did, we are in did, America. Did yeah. y'all even see the video by the way of it? I I I saw the the first video, of course. But the second video was yeah. just really fast. The way how it. It showed on Instagram, and I'm like, nah, that ain't John Morant. 
Right. At, at this at you this point, it's down the video because you know you can't. The internet is undefeated. Yep. So now, so. from what they're getting is that it was his friend's Instagram. From all the information that were collected, it's his friend's Instagram that he was on, and he decided to grab the gun and post it on the video. So now, the Memphis Grizzly organization said they have suspended all and every activities with. John Moran wow. moving forward. And then breaking news again, they said this time it might be a lengthy suspension throughout the season. He might not miss just eight games anymore because just to put it into Tsunami's point in more perspective, you just got out of this situation. You was just in there before. You had to pay the money. Go, go do the mental health treatments. And then at the same time, you had to issue an apology to Memphis and the organization and the NBA. Why would you feel like just because you've done that, paid your dues, everyone would just leave you alone if you decide to do it again? So to all our upcast upcast listener, up, uh, up top listeners, I would like to know, I'm going to ask this question to you guys. How do you feel about how certain athletes live their lifestyle when they're off the court? Do you feel like they should always be on camera posting videos and lives about how they live or should they be more professional even off the court as well too? Because like Tsunami said, you are a role model. You are certain kids' idols. You are certain grown people's respect. They love the way you play the game. They love what you bring to the city and they love what you have done for the organization. Should he hold himself more accountable off the court to say how he holds himself on the court? Leave a comment below. Let us know. <laughs> Listening, man. <laughs> once again, we appreciate all of you guys for listening in, for tuning in to us today. This was episode four, the NBA segment of our Breaking News podcast. So this is your boy, Sean Spacely. And it's your boy, Steemo. <laughs> it's your boy, Tsunami Tommy. LeBron fan in the building. <laughs> all right. Like we said, up top and we out, up, up. <laughs> Yep. Up top with say, up all top right. With say. All right.